Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Plant School Podcast. I'm Rachel and here we learn about plants, how to care for them, how they work, and I keep it simple and taught in a way that anyone from beginner to expert can enjoy. Join me in Plant School. Welcome back to Plant School, guys. For this week's episode, since it is getting close to Christmas and there are lots of Christmas plants for sale when you walk through your grocery store, mainly Norfolk Island Pine, poinsettias, and Christmas cactuses. I couldn't think of it for a second there. Those three are just for sale everywhere. At least I see them everywhere. So I thought I would do a rerun of a podcast that Sam and I did a while ago. It has a lot of great information for how to care for these plants. And so if you happen to have gotten one this Christmas season, or maybe someone got one for you, I hope that this is helpful. So this week's episode will go over how to care for a Norfolk Island pine and a Christmas cactus. And then next week, we're going to do another rerun for the poinsettia. And really cool history behind all of these plants. I hope you guys enjoy and I hope you guys are having a great Christmas season so far. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 17 of Plant School. Today we will be talking about caring for Christmas plants. How did this episode come to be, Rachel? Yeah, so one of my really good friends, Mikkel, suggested this. So she first suggested caring for the Norfolk Island pine. And then later she messaged me and she's like, I had this thought that you should do just all Christmas plants. And I thought it was brilliant. So we're going to be covering Norfolk Island pine, the poinsettia, and the Christmas cactus. Because those are probably the three most common plants you see for sale this time of year. So it was an amazing suggestion by her and I really appreciated it. Also, she's an amazing artist. If you guys are into art, like one of a kind, she does a lot of stuff for like different states. She does like little mini series of all these national parks. It's really cool stuff. She just did a series about space and stars. Her handle on Instagram is Mick period art period goods. And you can find her there and she has some really amazing art. So thanks to her for this episode that we'll be doing today and actually our next episode because there was so much good stuff that we are splitting this into two. Hence why this is uh, coming out on a Friday instead of Thursday because it yeah. took Rachel We'll a probably bit come out to... our Thursday night. Yeah. But yeah, I fell asleep while prepping for it. That exciting, <laughs> so, huh? Oh, it I was just tired. It was a long day, and there was just so much good stuff, and as I was going through that good stuff, I fell asleep. But I'm excited to talk about it. Crazy thing before we start. That was a big yawn. Um, (laughs) Me and Sam were at Walmart the other day with our children. We didn't leave them behind. Yeah, and we walked in, and we literally walked past these three plants that we'll be covering in these next two podcasts, and I was just like, 
oh my goodness, like a sign yeah. from heaven. <laughs> no. Walmart is not a sponsor. No, unfortunately but not. But they... it's just crazy. You will see these plants for sale everywhere. It was literally like poinsettias, Christmas cactus, and Norfolk Island pine all at the entrance of Walmart. And so you can you can find them anywhere this time of year, at least in the United States. <laughs> if you can find them at Walmart, you can find them anywhere. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? basically the way it works. <laughs> you mentioned the Norfolk Island pine. Do you know that the first time I visited the east coast of the U.S. was Norfolk, Virginia? Is that really how they say it? I think that's how they say it. That's from what I remember. I think that's what how they say it because they have no southern idea. accents there. But yeah, I, I would say Norfolk. And they would you know laugh when I got my you. itinerary and when I got there, I was like, no, it's Norfolk. But I can't remember if that's exactly what they would say because it's been a few years. But anyway, that's cool. I didn't know that you had gone there. Yeah, yeah, it's a big uh, military base there. Well, so. I'm gonna say Norfolk. <laughs> Yes, I want to say Nardvark. <laughs> Nardvark. <laughs> yeah. What's the uh, history of this, okay. this plant? This is like my favorite question to start off. I love knowing the history of these plants and like Buckle your where they came from. Strap on in. Rachel's <laughs> getting in the history bus. So the Norfolk Island pine is native to norfolk island imagine that oh that's Um, the history okay let's move on no 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 no. there's so much more so it's actually considered endemic to that area which means that it only grows on this little island natively did you say epidemic no endemic okay thank goodness so yeah norfolk island is in the south pacific ocean between new caledonia and new zealand so it's kind of out there a very like mediterranean climate so that's why these plants do well in our homes unless you're in new zealand then it's right there not way out there it's it's right true true (laughs) i'm talking from utah in the united states like a hawaiian shirt to hawaiians is just a shirt that's true well (laughs) good good insights coming out here but it's from oh no i looked up how to say this you guys would not believe how many times I have to go to, like, dictionary.com to, like, make sure I'm pronouncing things right. But it's from the Aria, Aria Cariaceae family. There we go. Where does dictionary.com go to make sure it's pronouncing it right? Wow. What a deep question. I don't know. Food for thought. <laughs> I don't know. They go to Mr. Webster himself. <laughs> this island, Norfolk Island, was found by James Cook in 1774. He saw these trees growing. They are very straight and symmetrical. If you have owned one or seen them, they're they're very striking looking because of how symmetrical they are. They're very cute. I think they're adorable. But anyway, so he saw them. He thought they would make great masts for ships. So he thought, oh, we can harvest these trees and like create this whole industry of making ship masts. It didn't end up working out for James Cook because the the wood wasn't strong enough for ships. Apparently, their history goes back way, way further, not just to Norfolk Island, but they're actually members like ancient members of this tree's family that have been found in Arizona in the National Petrified Forest, or it's a national park. So anyways, there are just ancient forests of this family, this um, plant family, and apparently dinosaurs once ate 
the ancestors of the Norfolk Island pine. It's not a true pine, which I don't know why we do that. Why do we give common names that don't mean what they mean? Like a parkway. You don't park on a parkway. Yeah, park. exactly. And a driveway. Do you no, you park? don't drive on a driveway. <laughs> yeah. You park on a driveway. Mm, yes. Norfolk Island pine is not a true pine, but in its native environment, so if you were to see one on Norfolk Island, they can grow up to 200 feet tall, so massive, massive, and their trunk in diameter can be as thick as 10 feet, and they've been known to live up to 150 years. They will not get that big in your house, which is probably a good thing, it take <laughs> up your whole house. They grow very slowly in indoor conditions just because it's not what it's used to. And I also was reading that uh, people get worried that like, why are we taking this plant out of its native environment? But the Norfolk Island pine is not threatened by the houseplant trade. Past the history? Mm-hmm. Anything else? No. No, I'm good. All right. How do you water this thing? You get a can and you dump the water. What onto- What does it need? <laughs> water is it is it a camel does it need a ton is it a camel or is it a picky two-year-old who hardly touches his <laughs> it needs its soil moist kind of i feel like this is the standard with most all house plants unless it's a very deserty plant it needs you to water it when you notice that the soil is dry that's kind of the standard thing that you should be doing with all your plants you check the soil if it is damp don't water it. If it's dry, then go ahead and give it a drink of water. Your soil should be well draining. If it dries out too much, it is likely that your Norfolk Island pine will drop off branches, and these branches unfortunately do not grow back. I read that a pebble tray is a really good idea to kind of increase the humidity, because if you think about it, they grow on an island on the coast. They are used to a lot of humidity. If you notice that the plant has any sort of browning on higher up branches, not just like the old ones that will naturally brown, that can be from it being underwatered, overwatered, or not getting enough humidity. So water is very important for the Norfolk Island pine. You've got to be very careful not to give it too much, not too little, and it needs some in the air. It needs humidity. Seems like a lot of pressure on a new plant care i know it's honestly as i was preparing this podcast i think it's kind of mean of the houseplant industry to push these christmasy plants on us because literally all of them are just so heightening i was like they're bound to die after christmas exactly yeah i was reading about them i was like my goodness i don't know if i want to take any of these guys home like they're kind of They're kind of hard, but they're cute. That's the problem. They're just so cute. Anyways, that's all I have for watering. They're cute when they're dead. What kind of sunshine does this thing need? (laughs) So it needs a bright, cool location. Again, you think about where this plant is native. It's on the coast where it's kind of cool. So it can have direct sunlight, though it doesn't love too much heat. So don't put it by a furnace. Don't put it by like an air vent. Having enough light helps the Norfolk Island pine kind of keep that strong symmetrical growth. It's suggested that when you water it, just to kind of rotate it so that it's getting light on all sides and it keeps up having that nice growth. 
If it's not getting enough light, oftentimes it will get a little bit droopy or it can lose branches. So yeah, bright, cool location, it can have direct sunlight if it wants some. Can you imagine if we just lost our limbs if we didn't get enough sunshine? <laughs> I think there'd be a lot of limbless people in this world. It's like, yeah, I lost my fingers yesterday because of been three days since i've been outside <laughs> uh, all these people working from home yeah. they lose all their yeah. little limbs yep, that'd be me yeah it would just be a head at this point <laughs> oh my gosh it's <laughs> terrifying to think about anyways is that all for sunlight any yes it is okay what about fertilizing this thing how do you go about fertilizing it so it's not too needy on fertilizer, thank goodness, because it's needy in some other areas. I read that about one to two times a year with just like a general 20-20-20 fertilizer. If you fertilize with that just once or twice, it should be good. And like I always talk about with fertilizing, if your plant is having like amazing growth and just, you know, sprouting away maybe fertilize it a little bit more. If it doesn't seem to be changing or growing much at all, it probably is not going to need much fertilizer. What about repotting it? When do you know you should be repotting it? Is it similar to other house plants? Yes, it is. So Norfolk Island Pines, if you notice roots peeking through the bottom of your pot or it's just seeming like there are, you can see them on the top of the soil, you're going to want to repot it to a pot that's about one to two inches bigger than the one it's already in. It's usually when I need to know, it's usually when how I know when I need to change our boys' diapers when I start seeing some poop creeping out of their <laughs> Oh my diaper. gosh. So I just repot them. Yeah, you know, you don't even have to do that though because you can just smell them from a yeah. mile away. <laughs> that's why plants are nice because they don't poop. You peek for their roots, no poop's going to get at you. We would never have a houseplant. No, we wouldn't. Okay, what about propagating it if you want to make a clone? Yeah, so at least from what I read, it's not super easy. Obviously, you can grow them from seeds. That is an option. Interestingly, you can take their lateral branches, cut it, and if you put it in soil, it will continue to grow horizontally and will never produce like a stem that goes up vertically, which I just think is bizarre. It almost grows like, I don't know, like a, like a snake, just <laughs> slithers along. Another way that you can propagate Norfolk Island pine is through air layering. Sam, do you remember anything about air layering when we talked about it? Uh, I mean, I, I remember, but you should probably explain for <laughs> right, right, for right. podcast listeners. So although I've heard that this doesn't always work with the Norfolk Island pine, it's a little difficult to do. Air layering is a way to propagate your plant by basically you get a knife, you cut off a little layer of bark around. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, you remember it now, mm-hmm. right? Oh, I, I know. Anyways, you cut off a little layer of bark around one of the branches. Not the main branch. I don't think that would be the greatest of ideas. Mm-mm, no. Yeah. Thank you, peanut gallery. Um, <laughs> take off a piece of bark around one of the... What's that? What's the word I'm thinking of? A lateral branch? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. And once you do that, you can go ahead and take some soil and you wrap it around that exposed bark and wrap that in saran wrap. So it's kind of like this little ball of soil sitting around the piece of bark that you've just exposed. And eventually, little roots will start to come out 
we kind of went over the science of this in the past episode about propagation in depth. So if you want to know more about it, you can go back and listen. The cells will de-differentiate and become root cells and start growing roots. And after a while, and you're like watering this little ball of soil that's taped onto your tree and saran wrapped on, roots will start to come. And once you see them, you can go ahead, you pull off, you know, the soil and you go ahead and snip it off so that you can take it off and place it in its own pot as an entirely new plant, entirely new tree. That's a great explanation of air layering from what I remember. I'm sure you would have said the same thing as I just did, huh? Yeah, yeah. To describe you put it, it a little differently than I would have, but I think you were spot on. Thanks, Sam. Okay, are there any other uh, random facts that you wish to spout out about I do. This? I do wish to spout off a few. So spout. I don't get it. Oh, wait, never mind. <laughs> sprout. Sprout, yeah. Sprout out. So close, so oh, close. Dang it. So... Some other random facts, Norfolk Island pines, because they are kind of known as like a Christmassy sort of tree, oftentimes they can be spray painted green, which I don't think is very nice, but they do it anyways, make it look good, or they will spray paint it with glitter. It can make a mess, and it can also interfere with their ability to photosynthesize and harm them. So if you are going out to buy one, maybe just take a closer look because that green paint or the glitter can kind of interfere with that. I'm sure you could wipe it off if you really wanted. If I were out buying one, I'd probably just try and avoid it altogether. Last thing is if you are trying to prune this tree, you do not want to prune the top. Only prune off dead branches. If you prune off the top, it will not regrow and there won't be another a stem to like take its place as the top apical branch an apical branch is just the one that Mm. takes over Mm -hmm. and grows towards the top it's kind of like the leader of a tree or of a house plant most house plants do not have an apical stem lawsuit coming now (laughs) anyways just i'm gonna just stop (laughs) just don't cut off the top of your norfolk norfolk island pine okay and that is that for that um, plant. That is that for that. That is that for that plant. <laughs> okay, we will take a quick break. And you want to give a sneak peek what plant we're talking about next? We're going to be talking about the Christmas cactus. And we'll be going over my favorite question first. What's its history? So, stick around. Don't go away. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome back, everybody talk about the christmas cactus i wonder why it's considered a christmas plant if it's called christmas cactus i know crazy right yeah 
I'll tell you. In its history, I actually do have the answer to that question. Oh, it wasn't a question. But I have the answer to that comment. This plant originates from the coastal mountains of southeastern Brazil. Yay! Is that it? Pessoal do Brasil! I don't know what you're saying. Vamos lá! I still don't know. Let's go to Brazil. Vamos? Vamos. Vamos. Sim, sim, vamos lá. Obviously, really great at Portuguese, everyone. So, this is another coastal plant. It grows near the Atlantic Ocean, where it's relatively cool, shaded, high humidity, kind of has similar needs to the Norfolk Island pine. It was cultivated as long ago as 1818 in Europe, and it was prized for their fall and winter blooms. Kind of the whole reason why they are called a Christmas cactus is because they start to bloom with Thanksgiving and Christmas. I guess Thanksgiving is not like a a worldwide holiday, but it coincides with the Christmas holiday. It became very popular again because it kind of died down after it was cultivated in 1818, but in the 1950s, it became very popular once again in the houseplant industry, and it's kind of stayed that way since. Christmas cactus is actually an epiphyte, which means it will grow on other plants, which is really interesting, and it can live for up to 20 to 30 years. Yeah. But will it live 20 to 30 years in someone's house? Probably not. I don't know. I guess if you're very diligent, it, it could. How much do these things pay? How much does the Norfolk Island plant cost about? Um, so I didn't look at the prices I should have when we were at Walmart, but looking online, it looks like they run from about as low as like $15 all the way up to like 70 I would say though for most, you're probably going to th- probably going to see them, see <laughs> them around like $30 range. And then for Christmas cactuses, uh, probably pretty similar, maybe like a little bit cheaper, maybe more around like $15 to $20. Okay, so if it dies before 30 years, then it's not. not yeah, you're deal. fine. Yeah. <laughs> you not breaking the bank. Okay, what kind of uh, light does this plant need? Yeah, so it needs bright, indirect sunlight. Despite it being a cactus, it actually doesn't do great with too much sunlight. If its leaves start to kind of turn red, have a red shade to it, it's usually a sign of leaf burn and it needs to be moved out of direct sunlight so bright indirect sunlight what about its watering needs for the christmas cactus you want to be watering it when the soil is dry you don't ever want this plant soil to be really soggy it's going to help you to have drainage holes because it is prone to a lot of different kinds of rot there's basil stem basil like basil like the bottom not like basil as in like the (laughs) the herb There's also other kinds of rots. There's like impatience, necrotic spot virus, phytophthora, fight. (laughs) (laughs) That sounded right. (laughs) (laughs) That reminds me of Megamind when he can't pronounce. (laughs) Without fathom. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That is me right now. But it's also prone to pythium root rot. I do know how to pronounce that one. But anyways, so that just, I'm showing the point that overwatering can activate a lot of those root rots 
and kill your Christmas cactus. Since it is kind of a coastal plant again, over there on, you know, in eastern Brazil or southeastern Brazil, humidity can help this plant. So like a pebble tray or a humidifier will help it do well. Southeast Brazil, that's like Sao Paulo and Rio. Okay. So you can picture it. That helps me because I don't know very many cities in Brazil. What are some of its fertilizing needs? It needs to be fertilized about two to three times a year. I recommend using a 10-15-10 fertilizer. Once again, if it's growing like crazy, maybe fertilize it more for like three times a year. If it's not growing a lot, maybe only once or twice a year. Kind of just depends where you have it placed. Most plants are growing more actively during the springtime, during the summertime when there's lots of sunlight. So that's a great time to be fertilizing them. So this season when you're buying them, you don't need to worry about that sort of thing. It'll it'll end up dying before you need to fertilize. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> no, I hope not. The repotting question. When's the diaper full? <laughs> yeah, so I was reading, usually it's about every one to two years when the root ball has kind of filled the pot. If you start to see it at the top of the soil or at the bottom coming <laughs> out, definitely repot it <laughs> just imagine a full diaper now it's a beautiful beautiful image to yeah. have <laughs> yeah uh we're just cruising through these what about soil needs what kind of soil so because it is a cactus and a coastal cactus it loves more sandy soils so if you are repotting it and looking for what kind of soil to buy i would recommend picking up a succulent mix because those are often more sandy soils that have better drainage for these guys and that's kind of what they like and how they thrive did we talk about soil for the norfolk i don't plant? think i no, specifically plant. did but i would imagine it would be kind of the same i did mention that it needs a well draining soil so if you pick up one that kind of has a high s sand content it will also do well with that so even like a succulent mix would probably work pretty well for a Nor Norfolk Island pine. So this isn't my question, but you have it here. Can you make it reflower? Yes. So the Christmas cactus is like well known for having a ton of flowers all over it. And this is where I just kind of laugh because these plants get so complicated. In our next episode, we are just going to be talking about poinsettias. And I swear that is just like such a complicated house plant and it's so interesting to me but the christmas cactus is kind of similar if you want it to keep producing flowers you need to like give it a resting period it's recommended to rest it twice a year and by resting it i mean you take it and put it in a cooler room than it normally is in for about eight weeks and it's going to need probably less water it should not be getting any light at night if you want those blooms to come in nice and thick. Basically, put it in a cooler and a darker room. And when you are starting to see buds start to come out after those eight weeks, move it back to where it used to be, where it's, you know, sunny and getting everything it needs. The flowers just start to develop when it's away from heat or sources of hot air, basically, is how it works. That just sounds like a lot of work you know what yeah. i mean i feel like i'd forget about it yeah <sighs> i definitely would that snake plant we bought i don't know if i've touched it i don't even remember where i put it 
Just kidding. It's right next to our TV. I would but... hope so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It is a Christmas cactus. Does that mean it's a pokey plant with uh, needles like a normal cactus? Yeah, I do believe it has some little spines, but overall it's not very pokey at all. There are some different types, different uh, species of it that are very pokey, but the one that they're selling at the grocery store is generally very smooth. That reminds me, the genus of this plant I thought was just such a funny name. It's Schlumberga. <laughs> Sounds like a Sounds like Dwight, a German like, dish. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of fun to say. Say it again. Sh- Schlum. Schl- oh, I said it wrong. It's Schlumbergera. Schlumbergera. Um, yeah, not Schlumberger. I guess that's a. Schl- it's an oil company. <laughs> Schlumbergera. That's what it is. Okay, so what if I love the Christmas cactus so much? I just want another one. Well, Sam, you can propagate it. Oh my goodness. How do I do that? (laughs) So you're going to take a cutting. So the Christmas cactus, they kind of have like these segments along its stem, right? Like little, they're like little cactus pads. Mm -hmm. So you're going to take off one to four of these segments. What did I say? Segments. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) It's getting late. Good thing that we're almost done. So take one to four of these segments. Let them stop it. Let them sit on a cool, dry place for two to four days. That's just to kind of like help the wound that you just opened heal over. Uh-huh. And then stick it in some well-draining soil and it will start to root. And it's as simple as that. You can add like a couple of them to one pot to kind of create multiple stems coming out all at once i think that would be kind of cool instead of just one single one you can do that and create a whole new plant kind of cool kind of it's awesome (laughs) are there any other random Random toids facts that you'd like to yeah just sprout out for those of you who may own one and maybe need some troubleshooting tips. The Christmas cactus is sensitive to when it is moved. Buds will drop either when it's been moved recently, if it has incorrect watering, like too much or too little, it will start to drop buds. Or if there's lots of like fluctuating temperatures going on, if it's, you know, in an entryway or if it's by like a heater, buds will start to drop off. Oh, I mentioned earlier, right, that leaves can turn red if there's too much sunlight, correct? I think I did. I don't remember, but... Thanks for listening, Sam. I know uh, humans turn red when we get too much sunlight, (laughs) That is true. Yeah, so if you notice them turning red, definitely move it out of the direct sunlight, maybe, that it's getting. But other than that, I feel like that kind of covers it for the Christmas cactus in the Norfolk Island pine. And like I said... The poinsettias, I was, so I was researching them, Sam was watching me type, and I was just getting, like, our podcast was going to be forever long. Yeah, this would have been a uh, an ebook, uh, an audiobook, yeah. instead of a podcast episode. Yeah, so we decided to cut it in half. Poinsettias have such, such an interesting history and the way they grow, so I'm really excited to talk about it next week. And so if you have one, somehow, I know they're like gifted a lot and everything, hopefully this will help you guys take care of your poinsettia next week. I'm excited for it. I don't know if Sam is, but I am. I am so stoked. It'll be awesome blossom. I can just feel your excitement. 
Thank you guys for listening. As always, we really appreciate you guys supporting us by being here and listening to our podcast. See you next week. Well, we won't see you. Obviously. Listen. We will. Uh... We'll be here next <laughs> week. <laughs>